0: Welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. I'm Dr. J. Sheree Allen, a board-certified family physician who's passionate about the health of my fellow millennials. I know we're booked and busy, but your first wealth is your health. So I'm taking some of my most important health messages and bringing them here to you on this podcast. My goal is to share some valuable information and draw awareness to some important health topics, but I encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. Today, we're joined by Dr. Judy Brangman, an internal medicine and lifestyle medicine physician currently practicing in North Carolina. Dr. Brangman, welcome to the Millennial Health Podcast. Thank you for having me on, Jay Sheree. I'm so happy to be here. Could you please tell our listeners a little about yourself and your journey to medicine? We're especially interested in your journey to lifestyle medicine.
1: Absolutely. So I've sort of always wanted to become a doctor, even from when I was young. So that was something that I always knew that I wanted to do although I didn't know exactly that I was going to be plant-based or that I was going to go into lifestyle medicine because that wasn't even a thing. Oh, I had never heard of it until I actually finished residency. So it really started, the seeds started to be planted when I was in residency. And in residency, you take care of a lot of really, really sick patients. So you see people with many chronic diseases that are end stage, so to speak. You witness a lot of suffering, illnesses, and you see the effect that that has on people. And at some point you ask yourself, is there any way that this could be prevented? You know, a large portion of medicine I feel is managing and treating things, but we don't really ask how can we prevent this person from even getting uncontrolled hypertension and end stage and developing the complications from it, such as stroke and kidney failure. I remember asking one of my attendants on my nephrology rotation, well, how do we prevent people from getting chronic kidney disease? And she said, we don't know. It was just like nobody seemed to be asking the same questions. So anyway, fast forward to, I think sometime later I met someone that was vegan and she was telling me the health benefits of it. And at first I was skeptical because I was just like, "Ah, eh, that's just something that some people do, but there's really no science behind it. And then I started to meet more people that were vegan and, you know, they looked healthy. They were thriving. They actually looked younger than their age. And so I started to look into it and looked into the research behind it on um, PubMed. You can look up different research articles. And I was just blown away that there were actually a lot of data on the benefits of eating a plant heavy diet Mm -hmm. on decreasing the risk of developing chronic disease. And so that's kind of when my way of practicing sort of shifted. So rather than just use traditional medicine, which is medications and referring patients to specialists to have procedures, I always incorporate educating the patient about food so that they understand that. Food is a major determinant in health, and it's not one of those things where it's maybe if you eat healthy, you'll be healthy, or maybe if you eat poorly, you'll get sick. I think of it as a direct cause and effect, and we're not taught that in medical school. We don't learn about nutrition. So in our minds, and I used to think the same way too, I used to think that, oh yeah, eating healthy is good, but I never really thought that somebody could reverse type 2 diabetes. I did not know that blood pressure could be improved with diet. And I didn't know exactly what diet that was. I'm excited to have discovered Lifes Non-Medicine and plant-based nutrition because I feel that it gives me sort of a new leash on life and it gives my patients hope and empowers them.
0: What uh, has been a strategy that's been effective in getting some of your patients to buy into the idea of a vegan diet or even just a plant-based diet? So I find that a pain point for a lot of people is having to take uh,
1: medication. People really don't like to take medications. There's a large portion of people that don't. And that are concerned about side effects from those medications. And it's funny because they will have that concern, but they won't discuss it with the doctor and they just won't take the medication for whatever reason. And then also, there's also people that just can't afford medications either. So for those subset of people, teaching them that they can potentially take less medications if they eat better is a motivating factor for them to try
0: and Mm -hmm. eat better. Okay. How then do you get them started on that path? So you bring up the concept, you know, whether it's using the, hey, let's try to get you off of some of these medications, or let's just get you to a healthier life. What's like the first step? How do you even start this journey? So it starts with the stages of change. So you have to determine where the
1: patient is in that process. If they're sort of on the pre-contemplation stage or they're not interested in making changes, or they're just thinking about it, you can plant seeds and think of what you're saying to them as just planting seeds. You're not twisting anyone's hand, trying to really push them to do anything. The person has to be motivated themselves because if they're not, they're not gonna be able to sustain that behavioral change. So finding out where they are, if a patient says they're not interested, then I don't even go into detail. but if they are interested, then you know I just go a little bit more and say maybe it's someone who has type two diabetes, right? They're on insulin, and say, well, you know there are people that have been able to come down or come down on the amount of insulin that they use by mm-hmm. incorporating more plant foods into the diet, specifically vegetables. And so I talk to them about how many vegetables they eat. I like to keep things really simple,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: think that it is a lot more simple than people like to make it out to be. And so I encourage everyone to eat at least half of the food on their plate to be vegetables, which most people don't do that. I pretty much ask all my patients that question. And it's rare for me to have a patient that eats as many vegetables and fruit as they're supposed to in a day. Some (laughs) people eat one or two
0: in a whole day that we need a little more than that I think full yeah. well, disclosure I'm not vegan but one of the things that I started doing when I was trying to get to a healthier lifestyle was I buy like the big um, it's like the mixed green so it's like 50% spring mix and then 50% spinach so I buy that like twice weekly and whatever I'm eating like when I come home for dinner I layer the bottom of the plate with that and I like balsamic vinaigrette it's just my thing um so I put balsamic vinaigrette on there and then whatever I'm eating I put it like on top of it so the whole bottom of the plate is like totally layered with this salad and you know I put my oxtail in it you're from Bermuda I'm from Jamaica <laughs> I put my curry chicken on it but I think that is a step forward right in a healthier direction and I cut out the rice too and the bread. <laughs> oh. So yeah, just to get rid of some of the extra, the extra carbs, I was like, that's not where I'm getting anything from. So no, but that's one step I've taken. And for uh, some of my patients, one of the things I've told them, something on your plate, whenever you sit to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, when you sit to eat something on the plate needs to be from the ground or have been picked from a tree there is something that must have skipped a factory and a processing plant before it got to your plate like let's just start compromising there you know and i get pretty decent responses just kind of introducing that concept uh to people and then for my younger patients i always say Oh, you know, think of yourself kind of like a car, you know, and you wouldn't like have a nice car, like you wouldn't drive your dream Maserati and put cheap gas in a car. So don't do the same thing to your body. You're one of a kind. There's absolutely no replacing you. You are as good as it gets, right? So you want to put the best stuff inside of you. So yeah, that's how I get my younger patients. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) But um, so there are some key principles to lifestyle medicine. I was doing my research before our talk here. Could you tell us a little about those? So the main principles of lifestyle
1: medicine, uh, there are six basic principles. Uh, First one is nutrition. So the food that you eat. So it embraces a predominantly plant-based diet. It's not vegan It's plant-based, meaning that most of the food that you eat, just like how you mentioned most of the food or, you know, eating at least something that came out of the ground on your plate. Um, So mostly plant-based. And I like plant-based because it kind of gives you some freedom to choose what percentage you want to be. So some people think of plant-based, it's it's very ambiguous, right? It's like Mm. you can eat fish sometimes, you can eat chicken sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, but at least half the food on your plate should be plant-based. Mm -hmm. Um, And probably even more like 70%, I would say. I would say probably 70% of food ideally should be plant-based.
0: Okay. All right. Just wanted to clarify for our listeners. So vegan and plant-based are not the same thing. These are different concepts. But we're addressing the plant-based way of going about things today.
1: Yes. Vegan is more of an ethical stance. So they don't eat any animal products or use animals. Anything that came from an animal, so wearing leather um, and uh, cosmetics that were tested on animals, that's something that a vegan wouldn't participate in, whereas plant-based is not so much an ethical stance, it's more of a health stance. And you could be fully plant-based mm-hmm. and technically not eat any animal products and you can call yourself a vegan But vegan is is an ethical stance, whereas plant-based is more for health. And Mm plant-based, the term, gives you more flexibility. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for clarifying. Some people consider themselves plant-based and they eat fish and chicken a couple times a week. Sometimes they eat dairy. And... At first, I used to be like, that's not plant-based because I thought plant-based was 100%. But the general opinion on it is that there's a difference between plant-based and vegan.
0: Okay. All right. Then I'm going to move to the plant-based direction. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of um, so nutrition as one of these big uh, principles, you've become the plant-based MD, on social media, which is kind of how I came across your profile, which I absolutely love your content and the information you shared. So in addition to seeing your patients early in your career being affected by chronic health issues that could be remedied or prevented to begin with, you know, just with healthier diets, were there some other inspirations in your life for becoming the plant-based MD? Yes, definitely. My parents, in particular, my mother uh,
1: is my biggest inspiration probably for becoming holistic, interested in natural remedies and plant-based as well. So we ate very little animal products growing up. We were For the most part, semi vegetarian, so to speak. (laughs) My mother's a nurse. She's retired now. And so, just seeing my parents eat healthy, mostly eating things that grew out of the ground, we had a garden, just seeing them how they live, and seeing them now in retirement, and they are both very active. They are living independently and haven't had any hospitalizations or major illnesses or anything like that. So I've seen how my parents have been able to achieve health despite having a family history. So my grandfather died of a heart attack. Um, My grandmother on my dad's side died of chronic illnesses. And my grandparents on my mother's side also had chronic illnesses too. So heart attack, stroke, diabetes, obesity, hypertension runs in my family. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times I hear people say that it runs in their family and they seem to think that there's a gene that codes for hypertension. It doesn't really work like that. It's more that in families, you all eat the same way. You all have the same habits. So that's what puts you at risk for getting hypertension. So now that my mother is retired, we talk a lot about plant-based nutrition. We talk about wellness. And it's so funny because when I was in medical school, I was not learning about any alternative medicine or lifestyle medicine or anything like that. But my mother was into that stuff. So she would tell me things and say that. And I would question and be like, are you sure that's true? (laughs) <laughs> and I will kind of brush it off. And then like now where I am, like, you know, they say mother's always right. So uh-huh. now we kind of joke about that.
0: <laughs> That's so true. I would say pre-contemplators like myself or people who are moving in that direction, do you have some favorite recipes or a favorite recipe that you tend to share with uh, patients or clients, kind of one of the your go-to's? that people tend to enjoy? Because I think a lot of the apprehension with some people is like, oh, I don't get to enjoy the food that I like. Or, you know, I don't get to have the things that I'm accustomed to, you know. So have you? do you have any faves up your sleeve that you're willing to share? Yeah, I think people can easily make the
1: dishes that they love plant-based. So an easy dish is a Buddha bowl. You can kind of look it up online, but it's basically grain. So quinoa, brown rice, farro, something like that, the bottom of the bowl. And then you can put a protein on it. So you can put black beans or you can saute some tofu and then put some vegetables. So roast some sweet potatoes, broccoli, have some corn or something like that. And then you can put like any kind of dressing or sauce on it. But it does take some time to adjust your taste buds because if most of the American foods in the diet is heavy in, you know, fat, salt or sugar. Mm-hmm. So coming away from animal products is usually going to be less fat. So it does take some time to adjust your taste buds. But I would just encourage people to still stick with it. Be creative. And don't be afraid to experiment in the kitchen. I experiment a lot. I use the same spices that I would for meat. So, curry. I Mm -hmm. actually use curry on my vegetables. Like when I roast cauliflower, Uh I put curry powder on it.
0: Oh, wow. And put it in
1: the oven. (laughs) I had it at a restaurant one time or somewhere, and I was like, that's a great idea. Uh And garam masala, sometimes I put that on cauliflower and roast it. And tofu, I kind of do it the same way, similar to meat, as Mm -hmm. far as spices. And Mm -hmm. I actually even make jerk tofu now. It's not done like, you know, on the The grill or whatever. Uh Uh But I have the seasoning in the bottle.
0: Yep. The walkers Um, would.
1: Yeah. And I use that and I do it in the cast iron skillet.
0: Oh, it is
1: really good. I use.
0: Yeah. OK. All right. So that's that's exciting. Some new things to try. And trust, you know, I'm Jamaican. If I'm not jerking it, I'm currying it. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exciting to know. Those are still really good options. I should try that with vegetables, actually. I have not tried that. So I will try that with my vegetables. I think that will be a good one. Let's try it. Uh Just try it and
1: let me know how it goes.
0: I will, actually. I definitely will. No, I am totally committed to... Certainly, a healthier lifestyle, which is one of the reasons that uh, my interest has been piqued in this time, in reaching out to yourself. And there are a couple other people I'm also talking to about healthy diets, or even if they're not plant based, just kind of breaking down some of the other diets that are out there that uh, some people are um, following, just to get some accurate information out there. But I think this is especially important in the time of COVID, with a lot of people home. At this point in time, spending more time at home. And so their routines have been completely altered at this time. And finding that they're eating a lot more. Some stress eating, some, you know... Oh, bored eating, which I did myself a couple days, you know. So I think it's really important that we talk about ways that you can continue to use food uh, to keep you as strong and as healthy as possible. So that brings me to another topic, you know, in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, it's definitely important to keep your immune system as strong as you possibly can. How can we do that using foods and certainly uh, plant-based Nutrition. Yeah,
1: so I know right now everyone is concerned about how they can reduce the chances of getting coronavirus, uh, COVID 19. The interesting thing about that is that the things that can reduce your risk for getting type 2 diabetes, hypertension, obesity are the same things that help to keep your body healthy and help your body to be in the best position to be able to fight off infections. Although there is no one pill or one diet that can prevent someone from getting COVID-19, young and healthy people definitely do get it and have died from it and gotten really sick from it. I know that I've heard of different things such as taking vitamin D, um, taking zinc, taking vitamin C. Those are all great things for health, but they're not guaranteed to prevent someone from getting COVID-19 means. I just want to make that point. And as far as taking supplements such as those, yes, if you're deficient in vitamin D, that is going to make your immune system weaker, so to speak. So if you're deficient in vitamin D, you definitely want to supplement. But it's not one of those things that everybody needs to take vitamin D. And everybody doesn't need to take vitamin C either. The best sources of vitamin C are in your diets and your foods. So increasing more citrus fruits and foods that have vitamin C in it is a good thing to do. Lemons, garlic, ginger.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm Jamaican. You can't go to sleep mm -hmm. without garlic and ginger.
1: (laughs) Yes. And different herbs and whatnot. I'm definitely a believer in. And limiting how much sugar you're eating definitely Mm -hmm. is going to help reduce the inflammation Mm -hmm. and help your immune system to be supported. And Mm -hmm. when I say sugars, I don't mean natural sugar in fruit. I mean, added sugars, added sweetness. So Mm -hmm. things that have table sugar in it, high fructose corn syrup are things that you want to eliminate Mm -hmm. to make yourself as healthy as possible. And then also cutting out processed foods. So a lot of times when people are stressed, they tend to go to sweets and Mm -hmm. the processed foods, you know, the chips, the cookies, fried foods and things like that. But those things... Also add to inflammation. So those things are best to be avoided right now. I like using fruit as a snack. Mm-hmm. Instead of eating something sweet, mm-hmm. I tend to go for berries so blueberries and bananas mm-hmm. or an orange mm-hmm. or even dried fruit and nuts instead of chips. Now I do eat those things sometimes, but mm-hmm. not often. Mm-hmm. So those are some things that people can be just mindful of, you know, and also being aware of how you're feeling. So if you're feeling stressed and anxious, acknowledge that. Don't be too hard on yourself, but make sure that you're doing something that's helping you to feel joy, but That's not destructive to yourself.
0: That is so important. And I'm so happy you added that at the end too, because that's most important. Like just taking stock of where you are emotionally, you know, because that's guiding so many of the decisions that you make at this point in time, definitely including food. One of my little tricks is I actually don't buy those things like the chips and like, I don't buy those things. But if I'm out I can eat it. So if I I happen to be like at work and I get like, you know, something to eat at work and I see a bag of chips that I really want, I'll take it. But I don't stock my house with those things. So when I'm spending time at home, I'm not like going to the cupboard and, you know, just kind of binging on those things. So I found that as a little strategy to kind of help myself cut back on those things, especially in stressful times where you want to reach for them, you know, sometimes subconsciously.
1: That's a great idea. I was going to say, I do the same thing. I don't buy junk food. So Mm -hmm. that way I'm not tempted to eat it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I might have a bag of chips in my house at any given time, but it's not something that I keep stocked off like that. Mm
0: Yes. (laughs) So, Dr. Brangman, thank you so much, though, for joining us on the Millennial Health Podcast. It was so nice to have you here and talk about plant-based nutrition. I think a lot of the principles you shared are very important and especially relevant in this time that we are spending more time at home and our routines have been significantly altered, you know, and our diets have changed so much. Are there any last words? you'd like to share with our viewers and certainly please let them know how they can find you online to get some of your amazing tips. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.
1: And I just wanted to just also add about the other principles of health and ways that people can thrive. In addition to the nutrition part is getting physical activity, regular physical activity, at least 150 minutes per week. So like keep it simple. Just walk every day, going outside Mm -hmm. in the sunlight and fresh air is very beneficial. And then sleeping, making sure you're getting adequate sleep. So that will be seven to eight hours a night and also managing stress and making sure that your relationships are healthy and avoiding risky substances. So it's tobacco and alcohol as well. I can be reached on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Plant Based MD, And you can reach out to me there or follow me there. I post a lot of health and nutrition information to help you stay healthy and well. And I also recently started a health coaching business where I work with clients who want to try to either lose weight or reduce their medications, you can reach out to me on social media to get more information about that as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for joining us. So everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Millennial Health Podcast. You know our goal is to share valuable information and draw awareness to very important health issues such as ones we discussed today, but we always encourage you to please consult your physician for personalized medical advice. I do hope this information was beneficial to you. If so, please subscribe to the Millennial Health Podcast and share with your friends. If you have any questions, or comments feel free to reach out on Instagram at millennialhealthdoc the thank you and bye